Just a friendly reminder that the opinions expressed on this show are not worth a Canadian penny, so disregard anything you hear that might get anyone in trouble. And despite some of the great ideas you may hear, don't try them at home. Go to friend's house instead. Hello and welcome to Slam Fire Radio, episode 334 for December 12th, 2019. I am one of your hosts, Adriel. I am another one of your hosts, Trevor. And I'm another one of your hosts, Kelly. Yay! Well we did it. Well it was all it, one. The slacker and the replacement for the slacker still aren't here. Just a <laughs> Slam Fire Radio logo. He said he just We've got never... home. Okay. Hi. Oh, damn problem. You know, if I could have one Christmas wish, maybe like a Christmas miracle, perhaps that that scrawny bugger McClatchy could join us for the Christmas show. Wouldn't that be, you know, That'd a treat nice. for the listeners? Yeah. To have the host who scored the lowest in listener support during the survey come on as a Christmas gift to them. Well, that's because he's never on. He scored the lowest because people were saying he's never on. No, I think it's when he comes on that he ends up scoring low. Is what happens. Oh, everybody Both. loves him when he does come. Both, on. yeah, yeah. They love him till he's on, and then they trash him in the comments. Mm, not really. But no, not really. Listen, just because you were like in first place for like thirty seconds doesn't mean you get to get hey, all. Hey, we yes? were all in first place for like thirty seconds, and then Adriel he pulled it out in the end. I got. I asked my mom and my auntie and my uncle and. Uh, <laughs> I'm not commenting on how Adriel finished. People from work. That was all you. <laughs> oh, you, you hired some of those robots in China to come do the <laughs> skew the results. Yeah, I coded some bots. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I just wanted to remind everyone that we actually had a survey once, and you got to pick your favorite listener, and it uh, it wasn't listener. me. Host. The host, favorite host. They should pick their favorite listener next time. We should time. actually pick our favorite listeners. Huh. Yeah, flip the script. Yeah. How yeah. Now we, we judge you this time. Yeah. I'm not judgy. You're the judgy, judgy one. I'm totally judgy. <laughs> Which is ironic, because I'm really in no position to judge anyone. Look at me. <laughs> You've been losing weight. Yeah, you, you have. some people. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that guy that called me fat once on on GOC. In your face. Yeah, because I actually met him at a match, and I'm smaller than he is now. So, and you got. I may still be dumb, for but I got fat too. But now he's saying right. you need to go buy new clothes because you look like a homeless person. No, no, that was the guys at the NEC meeting. They're like, Trevor, wow. um, it's about time to start buying new clothes. You look like you arrived in Toronto and they lost your bag and you had to borrow your buddy's clothes. Like, come on. So yeah. And I mean, I'm wearing my Kui shirt that uh, Freshnet Crane gave me, Jeremy, and Jeremy. Uh, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a moo on me. <laughs> it's, it's very extra large. It's, it's very comfortable. Yeah, loose fitting. There's a reason why I'm wearing this shirt tonight, but we'll get to that later when we do the thing with the guns. <laughs> okay. Oh, I wonder. I wonder. Mm. <laughs> what could it be? Uh, yeah. What we did with guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, they got guns and stuff, so uh, go check out their website. Anything exciting? 
No. Oh, no. I forgot. No, they don't. Stop it. Of course, there's something exciting. <laughs> there's always something exciting that I shooting there. Hi, Jeff. There is a hate-filled thread on CGN. Oh, my what? God. It happens. Somebody... All retailers, once in a while, someone has a bad experience, and everyone piles on. Oh, you know what? man. Are they... need to get over themselves, I'm just and saying. Kelly, you're not wrong. Somebody said that very thing. There is a bunch of entitled prima donnas in here that need to dust off their tiaras. Okay, so what? Millennials? I guess. No, no. But okay. here's, what, here's what's you important about... You guys need to get over yourselves. Here's what you're right. Here's what's super exciting about the Calgary Shooting Center this week. Yes. The Tavor 7 in 308 is in stock and ready to ship. Sweet. $3,000. You get a black uh, FDE, which is uh, means flat dark earth, which means beige, and OD green, which is uh, olive drab green, which means which green. Green. Uh, could the world stop making up names for things we already have names for? I like that. Like they all have three letter green. acronyms, yeah. though. Yeah, because it makes it sound cool. You got F-O-D-E, O-D-G, more tactical. and you don't have to say green. You can say O-D-G. Or stealth gray, because mm. everything is stealth gray mm. now. That's the new color, right? Well, it's not stealth gray. It's gray. Although, so these pretty cool. These <laughs> came in. These finally came in. Like, remember I was telling you guys that I handled this rifle a year ago at the North Silva show, and they were supposed to come in. And the North Silva show just happened again at the end of November, beginning of December. And boom, they're in in for real. So at the North Silva show, they must have already had some on the shelves there. So if you're looking for a Tavor to match your 9mm Tavor and your 223 Tavor, you want the 308 Tavor, then uh, don't be a communist. Go to the Calgary Shooting Center. Drop, buy uh, a Tavor? Yeah, drop $3,000 and buy yourself the ultimate 308 Bullpup. Yeah, get some. Hi, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Trevor, did you want to tell us uh, what you did in guns this week? Lots and lots and lots of reloading. So um, I have some rifles that I need to develop loads for. So I went for the Hawa in 22-250 and the Hawa in 223. With the 223, I'm working with a, a spear, 70-grain soft-point bullet. It has a ridiculous O-jive. It's basically shaped like the end of a mop handle. Like it's, I don't like it at all. Um, I had to shorten them and shorten them and shorten them, even though I'm using this Hornady overall length gauge, which I'm not really convinced works. I'm not, uh, super excited about how, anyway, um, some bullets, if you, if you go, it really, here's what I've learned about the Hornady overall length gauge. The idea of this, if the listeners aren't familiar is you take a case that's been drilled and tapped in the bottom and you screw it onto this gauge and you put a bullet into the case. The case is, um, the same, it's Sammy spec, but the neck is opened up a little bit so the bullet can slide in and out easily. And you put this tool into the chamber of your um, firearm and you push a, a plastic dowel from the back that contacts the bullet and it jams the bullet into the rifling. You lock the dowel down, you, you pull it out, and then you use the um, comparator tools that measure off the O-drive to determine the actual overall length of your chamber. And then you back the bullet up by, you know, start at 2,000. Did you read the instructions? Uh, two, Yes, and I also watched the video. There, like, there's a spot you have to like do a pentagram with the salt uh, around. Is that? Your, yeah, that's yeah. why it's not working. And I'm not wearing my my goat skins either. Oh God! <sighs> didn't read it. I didn't read it properly. No, well, I guess I guess I didn't get the satanic version of this tool. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I didn't. It didn't come with that. The the yeah. My instructions had nothing to do with worship. Why not? Of, why it's not working? 
possibly because there is some witchcraft involved here. There's no, no doubt about it. But anyway, with this bullet, um, I couldn't like, I kept getting shorter and shorter to get it to stop touching the, uh, the lands. Finally, I just went with the course or the cartridge overall length cartridge overall length is from, you know, the back of the head stamp where the primer is to the tip of the bullet. And it's not as consistent a measurement as going off the O drive. So that's why I got this tool, but I'm not really liking the tool. Anyway, um, what I've done for both my Howa 223 and my Howa 22250 is look up the minimum charge, and I've started in half grain in increments from the minimum charge all the way to the maximum charge. Um, and then I, uh, yeah, so um, there was that that got done. And then I had to case gauge my match ammo for sight. Now, I was using a Dillon case gauge, which apparently has got some pretty slack tolerances because I had ammo. I had, I had a stoppage in the last match with my new red back, and it was a failure to feed. I mean, it has a match chamber, so it's a little tighter than, say, a 1911 chamber, which will eat everything. Um, so I had to order a hundo. The hundo is uh, you can do 100 at a time instead of one, and the tolerances are tighter. So it will reject more and you get more practice ammo and better match ammo. Um, I decided to use my chamber. The bullets were going in and hitting the rifling right away. So the problem that I could have had at the last match was not that the brass wasn't fully resized or a burr or something. It could be that the bullets, the cartridge was actually too long for the chamber in this red back. Is it, so I is went, the, uh, is the bullet ogive hitting the, hitting the rifling? Yep. Uh huh. It happens all the time. Like with my shadow, I need to make sure that the bullets are seated pretty deep, and I can't run yeah. some bullets. Some bullets, I just they're not an option. Yeah, one bullet you can't run is the 125 grain X metal. Yep. You can't get it short enough. Yep. Yep. Um, I've learned that the hard way. Um, other people have too. So the 124 is a much more forgiving O drive in that bullet than the 125. The 125 is like the shape of your head right now, very bulbous, round. Really. <laughs> well, he put his head down and just reminded me of a 125 grain bullet, light shining off it and stuff. So anyway, um, so I shortened a bunch of ammo and I've got like a thousand rounds loaded that I'm going to just put through the press again. I've adjusted the sizing die to shorten them up. So I'm going to make them all more shorter. Hopefully it's not going to put the power factor up by too, too much because, you know, when you shorten your bullet, you reduce the internal volume. So the same amount of gas now has less space to occupy. And uh, you get more pressure. <clears throat> and then um, Wednesday, I had to chair the gun club meeting because Muffin was away on training or something. And uh, I told him when I sat down. And the house was full December, right? Everybody wants to renew in December. And so um, I, said, I welcomed everybody for coming. I said, Jason's away. I'll be chairing the meeting tonight, which means it'll either be really fast or really long. You just never know which way I'm going to go depending on, on the mood that I'm in. And it was really fast. You know, we were in and out of there in like, I don't know, 30 minutes. Did you push through anything that you, did you have an agenda that you actually had that you wanted to push through? We always have a published agenda. And, no, I know, uh, but no, it's like the world of Trevor and his kingdom. Oh, well, I guess, yeah, maybe, you know, I may have taken control of things and made sure that things <laughs> moved along in a timely and efficient manner. Uh, there was no time for lollygagging or side conversations. Uh, if it wasn't on the agenda, it didn't get entertained very long, except for the new business item. And then one guy was like, and I mean, I, I'm, I'm being, I'm being joking here. I'm not being, I'm, I'm not being disrespectful to this guy, but he goes, yeah, did you, uh, 
hear anything about them them gun bans you're talking about? I'm like, yes, I have the internet. <laughs> oh, Aww, yeah. poor little guy. No, no, he's he's a good guy. He's not a little either. So, oh, um, well, and yeah. If he was in the U.S., we'd say bless him. Yeah. Bless your heart. <laughs> bless, bless your heart. Yeah. Aww. You're absolutely right, Kelly. That would be perfect. And then um, the team that I usually work with for SummerSlam, uh, with the exception of Muffin, we all booked her over to my school and we met to discuss uh, the current state of the range, what needs to be done to prepare for the events next year. And the most important, uh, two, two of the most important things happening next year are um, SummerSlam. And the range recertification. Oh, really? So we started to discuss how problematic it would be to work on the range to get it recertified while building stages for matches and then have the CFO show up to inspect the range while SummerSlam construction is going on. And um, all of that is hindered by the fact that SummerSlam did not get taken down or put away last year. Yeah. Really? So we came to the consent. The snow came too too soon, or what? I, well, a lot of people were burnt out, Kelly. And yeah, I know. You guys are busy. I didn't go back on the range once after the match. Hmm. And that's not true. I went to the range for an ORPS match, and I could and I spotted some vandalism from where we were, and I inspected the range after the ORPS match to determine how much vandalism was done, and that was the only time I was on the pistol section since the end of SummerSlam. Just need like a front end uh, loader and a and a dump truck and just start scooping stuff up and throwing it in the dump truck. We will actually, well, we're not always obviously going to do that with our equipment, but there is a bunch, there's a, like a garbage pit or a garbage uh, pile that has started at the back of the range. You know, this is no good anymore. Drag it to the back. This mm-hmm. is no good anymore. Drag it mm-hmm. to the bezel. The best thing to do with that now is just like, there's been, there's been talk. We should, we should as a kiss of death. Adriel will, Kelly will, Trevor will. That's all stuff. Kelly is not doing oh. nothing. As an example, Kelly, don't don't tell us. <laughs> when you say we uh, should or someone should, nope. You need to assign yeah. a task to a You're name. You're absolutely right. And we're really bad at that. So oh, that's a lot of things that we should do. Guess what? They didn't get done because there is no we, right? Um. So anyway, we got a lot of stuff to do. We first have to pick everything up and put everything away. And then we've got to get, uh, you know, uh, some contractors in to rebuild backstops and berms. And we have to cut trees and we have to pick up rocks. And so anyway, the team decided that uh, it wasn't feasible to do everything that had to be done and host SummerSlam and while preparing for an inspection. So we have, unfortunately, with much regret, canceled SummerSlam 14 for 2020. Mm-hmm. But that just means that the Nationals held in 2021 will be even more gooder. And uh, the range will look prim and proper and perfect. So when the uh, the inspection expires, our certification expires at the end of August, I would love to have the CFO in in June and at the end of June. And I understand what is required to have your range pass inspection, your berms for 25 meters out have to be four meters high and in New Brunswick they have to be between 35 and 40 degrees you know that going in don't let the contractor leave until everything is done because they come in they measure stuff and it either is four meters or it isn't it either is 35 to 40 degrees or it isn't and if it's not it's on you not them so 
Um, my goal is to have everything perfect when he arrives so there are no problems. He never has to come back for five years. And then we'll start holding matches. Possibly, I might even put a bid in for the provincials because I will have time to get the provincials built. Um, but probably not. I don't think I want to. We'll see. So, because I'm going to nationals, and I think what I would rather do actually after nationals, rather than go home and start building a level three match for the provincials, I think I'd rather go shoot gophers in the face with Adriel. Where's the nationals so, next year? It's in Barrie, Ontario. So I <gasps> and Austin will be camping out at Casa de Bolivar. The Bolivar. Yeah. So I might even come and see you if you tell me when you're coming. All I right. know when you're in nationals. So it'll be nationals. Yeah, so it's the long weekend of August. That's when it next ends. Year, uh, this year or next year? 20. I'm hosting 21. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I will touch base many times so you don't forget like you did last time I was in Toronto. Did not forget. Okay, I now. You never told me until the day of. <sighs> like, seriously, who doesn't say anything until the day of? <laughs> Trevor? <laughs> Trevor? I broke him. Yeah. No, you didn't break me. Oh, <laughs> am I gone? Oh, you're back. <laughs> you were yeah. just sitting there with that. <laughs> you had that face. face. Yeah, this. Uh, <laughs> you don't get. Don't don't give yourself that much credit, Toots. You didn't break the internet or me. Toots. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Toots. So then, um, yeah. So after that, we decided to talk about the nationals, and we looked at um, some of the documents that came to us from the NEC, the the budget, and. Um, and there's also the uh, hosting package that's being developed. So it's like, all right, you want the nationals? Great. We need this, 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 and this by these dates. Right. And this is, you know, and I mean, that's excellent because basically it's a checklist for us. So I'm really appreciative that that document's being worked on. Hey, um, and yes. Can you actually, before we go much further, can you explain what an O-Drive is? Uh, Dan Grady just wanted to know because you oh, were talking cool. about it. All right. O-Drive is the name given to the shape of the bullet. Um where it starts to curve towards the tip. It's that basically... So jive bullets are the pointy ones. No, that's not what I said. That's not. Even, why are you doing that to poor Dan? That's not even... Uh, uh, half half of my contributions here are... Uh, Derail. Right, I forgot. Like, I, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, yeah my bad. So that's um, what I help with. Yeah, so it's the point of the bullet where the curve starts. You've got it, you know, it's straight... When it's in the neck and then it starts to curve towards the tip, it's that curve, that angle there. That's what the O-drive is. So much more good or place. Specifically, the thing that's important with that is the spot where it hits the rifling at the back there. So some of them have like a, uh, an O-drive where that's quite a bit further back. Some of them have it where it's quite a bit further forward. If you have one that's far forward on, the, on a pistol bullet... You're going to have problems getting it in a Shadow 2 or a red back or something like that because right. they have a tighter chamber. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and when those, you're taking measurements, you're taking it from the O-Jive. Those Spear 70 grainers, you know, I was hoping they would be awesome because my Howa bolt gun, the mini action that I got, is a 1 in 8 twist rate barrel. So that means it's going to stabilize heavy bullets better than, you know, my Thompson Center Venture Predator has a one in 12. So that thing loves 45 and that's about it. 45 grain bullets. So anyway, um, these spear bullets are cheap, but I don't like the, uh, the O jive wet for getting the length up close to the rifling. So, 
Um, and then I did some work in the uh, in the gun room. The gun room has been. Um, what what has the gun room been? What's the word I'm looking for? It's a been, mess. Well, yeah. Well, there was some there was some clutter, so I've cleared up some of the clutter. So that's good, Kelly. You're right. But the back, so there's so many walls in a room, typically four. <laughs> and originally, this wall, this room was designed to have guns hanging on one wall. And then All I right. put up then I put up a pistol shelf, and directly across from the pistol shelf, the contractor who built the room uh, had leftover pieces of slot board. And he jigsaw puzzled them together at the wall directly opposite the handguns. And it aesthetically looked cheap because you could tell that it was a bunch of mixed matched pieces all screwed together. And it didn't function properly because things didn't line up. So I was losing space for guns. So I called said contractor back and said, bring me in one single sheet and come fit it. And he did. And now it looks much better because there are no seams. It's one piece. I've created room for five extra long guns. And um, that's because I took the two best pieces that were on that wall and I put them on the back wall. So now I have guns on four walls instead of just uh, two. So um, I have a lever action section. I have a 17 HMR section. I have a hunting rifle section, a milserp section, a black rifle section, and a shotgun section, which unfortunately has a Kui 22 stuck in it because. Why? Well, because all the other Kuis are there. So okay, so well. you should just have a Kui section. Well, it is a Kui section, but the Kui section has taken over the bottom part of the shotgun section. Hmm. And one of the okay, shotguns. So you all- need more Sawa. Yeah. Yeah. So. so you should. So you could like do tours now. You can label it. Uh, nice. So, uh, <laughs> last last Friday, Christina's staff party was held here. Christmas staff party. Oh, okay. And um, one of the... Um, Teachers? Peop- well, no, but one of the people who was here um, heard me say something about a podcast. I was like, oh, I was talking about that on the podcast I'm on uh, last week. And she's like, oh, you do a podcast. What's it about? I'm like, oh, it's about guns. Really? My brother collects World War II firearms. I'm like, come with me. <laughs> so I brought her I brought her upstairs. Yeah, she's from Ottawa. And she, she then told me there's another lady downstairs at the party that was in the process of getting her air pal, but I, I, I got oh, a cool. dis- yeah, I didn't get a chance to go talk to her, so I got blitzed out of my mind and then didn't know where I was anymore, so I never got to anyway, another story. Um so I brought her upstairs, showed her the Millstrip section of, of my collection. She takes one look at it and goes, Where's your Mauser? <laughs> I, like, I love you. That's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for judging me. <laughs> what was missing? So yeah, and she's telling me about her uh, her brother's Luger, and anyway, she took some pictures to send her brother and stuff, and she, oh, maybe he's listening, because she said she would uh, tell him about the podcast, so she took a picture of our logo, and Do was going to look it up. Do you remember his name? Uh, no, I don't even remember her name. Oh. <laughs> it's one of those names. I mean, I could find out, but yeah. This so, was... if her brother's listening, he can send us an email and tell us that he... I'm the brother of the girl who you don't remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, so there were tours. There were tours happening during the staff party. There, oh, there always are um, people want to come check it out and stuff. So, one guy asked the difference between the Glock and the Beretta ninety two. So that was the first thing that happened because we were talking Die Hard, and he's like, "Is it really made of polymer?" I'm like, "Oh my god, that's still a thing! Wow, awesome! Come <laughs> with me." <laughs> so yeah, so I gave him the uh, no. He said porcelain. Sorry, he asked if it was really made out of porcelain. Yeah, because that's the word they used in Die Hard, not Polymer. They used porcelain. So, anyway, um, so speaking of Kui section, 
Remember I told you guys last week that I bought a uh, $20 Kui? Yeah. yeah. And there's a, another Kui on right now for sale on a gun uh, website where you're allowed to post guns for sale. And it's local to me. It's a <gasps> Kui 84 for 20, uh, 20 gauge for 20 bucks. And it turns out I only have one Kui 84 20 gauge. So I got let's get another Ford, one. Right? <laughs> one is one is none. Two is one. One. Yeah. And it's 14, pretty hard. Is 14 is probably enough, right? It depends on what we're talking about. Like beer? <laughs> no. Um, it's pretty hard shape. It's only a hundred bucks. But anyway. Is uh, it a hundred bucks or twenty? No, it's a twenty gauge and he's asking one hundred dollars. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but that's my gas money to get to AMA this weekend, so no. So this is what I got though for twenty bucks. So this is a Kui twenty eight gauge. It's Kui model eighty four twenty eight gauge. Sweet. And um yeah, the condition is is you know fair to good. The wood has been refinished. Um the barrel is great, both inside and out. The receiver finish is a little wonky. Um these pins I don't think have ever been drifted, so I don't think it's ever oh that one maybe no. Nope, they look all right. So uh <laughs> matching numbers, right? Because that's really important when collecting cooies. But anyway, um, these are three hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, and these are three hundred fifty dollars and up, depending on the condition. Because when it comes to cooie eighty fours, the twenty eight gauge is the rarest. And I have here in my other hand a cooie twenty eight gauge that I paid uh, three hundred fifty dollars for. Actually, more because I had to pay interest because Joey fronted me the money. He's like a loan shark, Joey the shark, and. Uh, I need, I need to meet this guy. Those his customers. Joey, he, he works with Denis. So the receiver on this one, though, is excellent. The um, the finish is good, and you can still see the color case hardening. The wood, yeah, whatever. The wood can be redone. The barrel, mm, the barrel is the downside to this one. And um, there appears to be some pitting, but it could just need to be cleaned. And I'll be honest, like I've never, I've never cleaned it. It, it opens up really smooth. It locks up really smooth, but. The barrel is rough. The receiver is better. The receiver is better in this one for sure. So, anyway, I can't even tell you if I've ever fired a 28 gauge. And, um, and this is adding to the list of guns that I own that I've never fired. Like, I've all the Kui's that I bought when I when I got crazy buying all the Kui's. Right, I bought two when I was in Calgary this summer. I found a 20 gauge at the um, Cabela's, and then I found a 16 gauge for sale at CGN and. The guy brought it to Jeff, and Jeff mailed it to me. Actually, Jeff mailed me both those quiz. Never fired one of them. And that's probably because I didn't go hunting this year because I went to match after match after match. So really, really sad that, A, I didn't go hunting, and, B, I haven't tried one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven quiz there that I bought that I've not fired yet. Uh, there's lots of time. First world problems. Yeah. Stacking up guns, not shooting them. I know, all right. I haven't shot my Howard 223. I shot my Howard 2250, though. Anyway, mm. I did do more. I did do more rifle this year than ever before. And then I counted up my match points for my Ipsic uh, matches. Mm-hmm. If you shoot a level one, you get one point. If you shoot level two, you get two points. Shoot level three, you get three points. Pretty simple system, mm-hmm. right? 52 points Whoa. in 29. <laughs> <clears throat> Didn't you come up with a full list of everything that you uh, did? Like, I did. And I did. Was... I have a list um, called um, how 2019 am I, how am I events. Still married? 
Is that what it's called? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that's right. And um, uh, what what is that? Um, you have yeah. You have standards until you have no more options. I heard that said on the Joe Rogan podcast. It reminded me of my wife. That's like twenty. That's like twenty-five <laughs> matches. Yeah. Well, so for 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 twenty nineteen, I've attended thirty-four shooting events. Yeah, I did up over that, but <laughs> um, I think that we all have attended a lot this year. Yeah, proud to say there's a couple of maple seeds in there. And then, of course, the ORPS helped add to that. The, t- the class I taught is in there as well. So, yep. uh, yeah, formal events that were organized, 34. Awesome. And to be fair, the 34th is on Sunday. Okay. And those two points, the last, the fifth, the two points that pushed me into 52 will, will be acquired on Sunday. So, two points. A schwack of level You're three. You're giving yeah. yourself points. I love this. He's well, I because mean, everything's a contest. contest? Yep. No, yeah. you, no, 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 no. I just explained the point system in Ipsic. A level one match is worth one point. So, um, but who's you can? Why you can? Maple seeds are mind. worth four four points each. No, no, and, uh, no, no. Okay, three gun matches are worth. They're not worth anything because there's <laughs> three guns. Two Ipsic points. <laughs> you track your points for your RO status. Okay. I didn't assign points to anything else for fun. It's not like the rules are made up and the points don't matter. It's not that kind of game. <laughs> it is, because everything's a competition. How many points you. do I get for a two-day three-gun match? One. <laughs> that one, right there. That's all the points you get. How many points do I get with putting up with you? Also none. Also none. You love putting up with me. I'm like your favoritest thing of the week. What? Who have you been talking to? <laughs> Oh, people talk. Gabriel. Old, old people talk? I said, oh, people talk. Oh, old, I thought you said old, old people. people. Like you mishear things. <laughs> Gabriel, what have you been up to? Did you did you wear pajamas to a match and shoot horrible firearms? He didn't wear pajamas. He wore the most excellent thing ever, what I want. Mm. It's a sleeping bag with legs. Mm. It's a it's a wearable sleeping bag. I think I was on the show one time <laughs> wearing it. Just be like, Yeah, and you were really hot. It's like was that Trevor? sweaty hot, not not hot hot. You could just nap wherever you wanted. Oh yeah, thing. oh yeah. Even in minus ten, in the snow, yeah, I could have just laid down yeah. and just taken a nap. It was so comfortable. I showed up. Yeah, I showed up dressed for a nap. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, I want one. Oh, I, Adriel, mm-hmm. I did have a look at. So you did a review of it, which was excellent, by the way. Very serious. I also went online to check and see how much they were. If you go to the website, it was ridiculous. But if you go to Amazon, really good price, like sixty nine bucks. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> yeah. And okay. They gave, they gave that to you, did they not? Here's a be- here's a sleeping bag. You walk around and please review it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him a video and being like, it's really comfortable for three gun matches like this. <laughs> I think they'll love it. I think Amazing. so. Yeah. They have a whole new market. Mm, All right, sorry, mm. I'll shut up while three you, gun matches. you talk about yeah. three gun tactical match. three gun matches in Alberta because it's cold. How is that fair? When I when I go, you don't shut up. When he goes, Listen. you literally say, I will shut up and let you speak now. What is that? Is that I make up a sandwich respect. Wash his car. Respect where respect I was is quiet due. For the first half now. <laughs> yeah, like you earned that respect. <laughs> You're wearing a V neck, okay? Uh, There's no respect. It's a sweater. Uh, with a V neck. Okay. Gotta show the lady something. Come on. <laughs> He's showing cleavage. Uh, yeah, some hair. Uh, Not even I can do that anymore. 
Yeah, so I shot a three gun match. Uh, let's see, what did I use? I used M1 Garand in 308, uh, Gersan MC28, that 9mm, and that Partis shotgun. Which gun do you think was the best, and which one do you think was the worst? Function the best? Um, I saw some of the videos, so. That shotgun was had... was solid through the whole thing. I was gonna. The pistol yeah. was too, but I just don't like shooting it compared to my shadow. And the grand worked pretty good, but it, I had a couple of like yeah, that was cool. feed issues just trying to get it in there. And then I, I didn't. Well, you mean reloading yeah. issues? Yeah, Velcro issues too. You mean reloading. reloading or feeding? Feeding. Did the gun malfunction? I just didn't want to feed a couple times, so I had to like push on it and rack the bolt back a oh. couple times till it got that first round in. Hardest so on the reload. Nice. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And and was that because of how you put the clip in? No. 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 no I it just not all clips are created equal either. Yeah. It. it um. You know how most most of the time with a grand, you push a clip in, get your hand out of the way, and it goes forward, or you yep. hit it forward. Yep. If I did that, yep. it yep. would jam almost every time. What I had to do is put the clip really? in, rack the bolt back, and let it get take a take thumb. a running start on that thing, and then it worked, which is wow. a bit weird. But again, it's a three oh eight conversion for uh, for an M one grand. It's not thirty out six, so maybe that makes a difference. Maybe it makes a difference. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, we had a head to head match, and on. Uh, the first time I used it, I fired two shots, and then the charging handle op rod came off. You know how the bolt has that? Uh, yeah. It came off. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so I was like, oh. I've never heard of that happening. Oh, uh, you got some worn parts do do there? Or what? I just jammed it back together and, and kept going. But I lost that one anyways. Meh, whatever. Uh, it, was still, it was still a... It's not a competitive get-up. But it was a December match in the snow and cold, uh, so I got second overall, first and limited with uh, with that setup. Nice. Yeah, congratulations! It was fun. It was a fun match. It was a good last match of the year to to be out in uh, in the snow and cold and a, sleep, a sleeping bag and <laughs> just shooting, having fun with with the guys. Uh, I sold some guns. I'm selling some more. I'm, I'm going to try to sell my Axis in 308, uh, Glock 17, Savage B Mag 17 WSM, my Shorty AR, maybe. I don't know. Uh, X Bolt Stainless and 30 outs. I've got a bunch of guns that are sitting and, I'm, and I'm, they're not getting shot. And for me, that means they get sold. So you, yeah, you're going to sell <laughs> them. Move them out. Ooh. Ooh, me. Me. Pick me. What do you uh, sell the guns to? I will. I will. I want the list, um, but I, I've not heard you mention your 243. Well, I just bought it, and it's for my kid. Oh, I didn't shoot it. I I, I don't care about your children, Adriel. I'm keeping keeping my kid, the, the gun my kid's supposed to use to shoot a deer. I'm going to keep that one. <sighs> Even though I didn't Fine, shoot it yet. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, I also have like a case, uh, a Lyman case prep express, which is like this motorized thing that like helps prep yep. cases and then a Lee pro 1000 or yeah, the pro 1000. That thing's a real piece of crap too. So I expect al- well, almost, well, now no you're going to sell it. Definitely <laughs> piece of crap. If someone um, is stubborn, that... uh, fantastic press for them. <laughs> if someone who just doesn't, doesn't know the word die, <laughs> Um, it's called determination. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That Lyman case prep, I, may, I don't know. Like, what do you want? Forty dollars? That's a two, that's a two hundred and thirty dollar uh, piece of equipment. What are you talking about? 
Okay, negotiate offline, please. Not worth that. No, it's not worth that. (laughs) This is called banter, Kelly. Banter. It's a $200 piece of equipment. I offered him $40. This is for comedic effect. Come on. Oh, man. Can somebody talk to the producer for me? I can't can't work like this anymore. (laughs) Can't work under these conditions. No. I haven't seen the producer in forever. He's got a baby. (sighs) And then, uh, while I was at the three-gun match... Uh, oh yeah, I need to see this. Spectre Ballistics showed up, and they're like, "Hey, I brought a receiver for you." Uh, and uh, really, yeah, yeah. thanks. So I was like, "Oh, sweet." So this is a ten. I need to say Spectre Ballistics. I need a, one of these, by the way. I'm, I'm, like your ten- I'm your new ten twenty two person here. <laughs> Look at how much room I there like is that. around the barrel. So like this, this, right. this folds up. How light up is there. that? Um, I should probably weigh it. I should probably weigh it when I take it off. I'll uh, yeah. I'll weigh it. Uh, so it. It fixes onto the rifle using the action screw, and then it's also got a pin yep. that's threaded on both sides that goes through the receiver. Wait. So that's oh, that there's cool. a front pin and then a rear pin, and the rear pin has screws on both sides, and that tightens it down against the stock. So, ballistics is doing some cool stuff. Yeah, right. They they're also the ones that made the 1022 receiver that takes the 597 mag. Yep. They're also the ones that are designing oh. like the straight pull AR receiver thing. Yep. Which, like, I, I don't know what they're doing, but if I was them, I would put all my money and time into that because that's going to uh, that's going to sell like gangbusters. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if your AR-15 is registered as a lower only, or you've never even bothered to build it, and they want that, fine. Give them that. I'm not giving up and anything then, other than that. I don't care what, if it's registered as a 16-inch barrel. Sorry, sold it to uh, uh, Mike from Canmore. Told yeah, but wrong. in my case, in my case, my lowers are registered as lowers. So mm. mine's know. registered as having a 16-inch barrel. Uh, you can one phone call and change that. I can. So then yeah. that 16 inch barrel goes on to. I was, to I was talking with some yeah. people online whether this this would be a thing or not. Re-registering your lowers and whether it'd be required. I don't think it is because I you can just easily say, oh, I just took the low upper off and sold it. It's not the gun. But isn't isn't there a thing though where once you take the barrel off, you're required to notify them so they can you have change 30 the status. Days. So you take you take days, it apart. Okay. Now you have thirty yeah. days to. Tell them a change for money. It's a it's a stupid yeah. law. It's barely I've not never trackable, read it and I don't. But... I, I don't oh, it's care. not trackable. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's breaking the law. I don't care. Anywho, uh, that's neat. Yeah, that's very neat. neat. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the your choice of stock there, but uh, you don't like the stickers, or just don't like the stock, or don't like the stock color. That stock on that chassis doesn't work. Too that chunky. needs a low profile stock. Way too chunky. It's, it's got that's such white. a nice cheek weld to it. It does. I own two of those. There's one on my stag, and there's one on my STI three gun rifle, and uh, hmm. I like it a lot. But I think it looks too. The symmetry is off for me on that. For the listeners, this is an ACSL uh, Magpul stock. I like it because it's got yep. the triangular cheek weld to it. It feels good. <coughs> and awesome this, battery compartments. Yeah, uh, it's for snacks for like uh, Slim Jims and that kind of thing. Right in the back here. Slim <laughs> Jims on one side, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skittles on yeah, the other. Yeah, yeah. It's a tube, so you can fit like, you just have to cut your Slim Jim in half or your, your gas station Slim Jim that comes with cheese. Cheese in one side, yep. pepperoni in the other. Mm. It's right. keto. Yeah, it's totally keto. Yeah. Now, 
what you're about to point out next, I think, I'll let you go, and then if not, I'll ask you about it. This gap here? Yeah, I hate that. But if it, was, it, if so it was far back, it would not feel good. Like this actually, yeah. I look, at my, I understand. look at my trigger finger there. That's perfect. I know, it makes the reach correct. It, it, it's all about the ergonomics and making the, the length of pull correct. But I just wish there was some kind of uh, filler something. Mm to cl- close in that gap the the uh, uh, m14 chassis from uh, the black feather from m14.ca same deal the pistol grip goes on there's a gap behind the trigger guard i've just always found it uh, not aesthetically pleasing your mileage may vary yeah anywho that's neat i threw What's uh, the retail on that uh, i don't even know i will have to look that does up it, when i do my video i guess it, like does it come with the uh quick disconnects on it already no i put a ebay m lock to qd push button kind of thing on there because i have qd uh push button sling Sling. so Mm -hmm. i figured on the bottom that puts it so it wraps it around your hand and then i kind of want to actually have a look at that so can you do the uh, review right away please so that i can have a look at it (laughs) thank you (laughs) it's not too much trouble get on that uh kelly your tiara is uh tipped to one side there you might want to straighten that <laughs> I'm pretty sure I've got some uh, some high def photos on my Facebook page that show that. I think. Okay. I think. I took some like crappy photos on Instagram, and then I put some good ones on my Facebook group. I've I've been uh, taking a lot of photos recently and just throwing them up on Facebook. And then I sent some patches to Barry, Phil, and Early Ernie. So your patches are in the mail. Anyone else that is missing their patches, email us again, and I will send some more. Excellent. Yeah, I've been going to the post office a lot, mailing lots of stuff, guns and patches and all sorts of weird stuff. I haven't been. I've been putting it off because I keep getting more stuff. It's coming in. How about you, Kelly? What have you been up to? So I've done a lot this week. I got these things. I want you guys to actually check these out. These are BC clothing. Uh, they're at Costco. It's 25 bucks for a pair of cargo pants. The cargo pants actually are lined for winter, and I'm using these for maple seed. These are awesome. 25 bucks. Um, all kinds of pockets. I think, Adriel, you got some of these. Too, I got the zip-off ones that, that turn into shorts. Show me those ones. Those are the winter. These ones don't. These ones obviously are lined. Gun show. Just saying. But, hey, they're gun pants. They're gun. They got uh, lots pants? of pockets. And all of our maple, gun I pants. sent them off. I sent the stuff off to our maple seed people, so they have summer ones too that Adriel and I both wear. Those are the zip off ones, but these ones are the winter ones because they're lined and it's like twenty five bucks. So they're awesome. Uh, what else? I went to SFRC on Saturday. I finished paying off my Troy AR. I had one hundred and fifty bucks left on it because I was only able to pay a uh, thousand last time because that's all my debit would allow. So I went and paid that off, and I went and saw everybody at uh, SFRC. Had a great uh, great Saturday with them. Uh, right down the road from SFRC is a friend of mine. Uh, he contacted me. He's the guy that it was the estate thing. So I went to his place and picked up a Winchester Model 94 RCMP. It's the Centennial Edition 3030. This thing was still in the box, still with the original packaging, everything from 1973. It was, um, it was pretty freaking awesome. Uh, so what's happening is he asked me to keep it until he gets his pal and then he's going to get it back. He's going to go get his pal as our pal in the new year and 
going to become a new gun owner as well. So he's also making a, so my friend is a former firefighter for the city of Kingston. His brother is an OPP officer. So his father was an RCMP officer. So he bought two of these rifles, gave one to his brother and gave one to, um, and gave one to my friend. So there's two of them right now within that family. And so I thought it was pretty awesome. And I sent to everybody pictures. It's, it's a beautiful rifle. Uh, well, that night, I actually went, we went over to uh, Kelly Kincaid's place, so the Kincaid Ranch. And uh, we spent Saturday night drinking and eating, which we normally do in Some our pajamas. Things. Yeah, good. And we Perfect. were dancing around, listening to music and stuff that normally when Kelly and I get together. And usually Tracy is with us, Tracy Wilson, but she wasn't there this time. And I think she uh, probably is a little bit upset about that because on Sunday, so normally what happens is on uh, Sunday mornings, we wake up really, really early. We grab a coffee. We go out to Kelly's tree stand, which is about mm, a five-minute, ten-minute walk from the house. We get up into the tree stand, and we drink coffee, and it's really quiet. And then we go back to the house and eat breakfast. And we did that this year. Uh, not this year, but this time. And we had brunch. And Kelly decided instead of making us bacon and eggs, we were going to have venison stew, homemade venison stew. So we had that for brunch and we were eating our venison stew and Kelly went and hopped in the shower. And as we're finishing eating venison stew, there was five does that came over the ridge uh, came over the ridge and uh, Kelly's husband Kyle ran into the uh, into the bathroom and told Kelly to jump out of the shower because Kelly has her doe ticket for crossbow. So yeah, Kelly actually got out of the shower with um, soap still in her hair, put a ta- her hair in a towel, went onto the back deck and took a shot at a doe. <laughs> Smoked and, a doe with a crossbow from the deck. From the deck. Um, yeah. So uh, I didn't know if she hit the, the doe or not um the doe didn't even really the doe was towards her and then turned sideways so she took the shot but as she took the shot the doe was also then turning around Mm. to go and be with the other little does um but didn't didn't run just walked away um and the other does walked away as well but kelly went down to have a look at the arrow um and uh, there was blood and hair on the arrow. Uh, so we all got dressed and we decided, so we obviously had to go and track this deer. So we tracked it for quite a while. Um, there was blood drops everywhere. Every once in a while, there's a large or larger pool of blood, but there was drips along the way. It was fresh snow as well. So kind of concerned after a while because it was quite a, a while that we were we were tracking this deer um, and um, cr- tracked it across uh, some frozen water, obviously, um, and then up. Uh, so water. ice, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> ice. Shut up. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, we came up. We were a little bit noisier. Uh, deer stood up and Kelly took another shot. She obviously was carrying her crossbow. And took another shot because the deer stood up and hit it solidly in the lungs. Um, And that was the end of the deer. Uh, What had happened was the first shot did hit the deer. It went through and through, through the hind quarter, actually went through both, both legs. And, but it didn't obviously um, cripple the deer. It did did enough uh, that 
uh, that, didn't that damage, deer yeah. couldn't run anymore and was trying to hide, nope. and uh, yep. even like and 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 had to stay there even as you guys were coming up. So you guys got within shooting distance of it. So it was it was yeah. almost done for yep. anyways. Right. So she she took the shot. She did well. It um yeah she got a long shot, and uh, then. We had to take the deer back. As I said, it was a little bit of a track. So put it into a sled up the road. And uh, then Kelly, uh, she has never done it before. Kyle always did it for her. So Kelly got walked through and I helped her out with um, gutting, skinning, and hanging the deer as well. So, yeah. So when we were, we were supposed to go and we were supposed to actually shoot clays and we were supposed to actually shoot 22s because the Kincaids have built their own little maple seed ran, or, uh, range. Um, that didn't happen. We instead skinned a deer um, and and hung it and gutted the deer. Um, so I wasn't really dressed for it. I was dressed for the city. I had these really nice North Face, you know, boots with the lace up and everything. And I had my my Under Armour jacket that had. Anyways, I had to wash everything because it was full of blood. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, next time, time I'm just going to go Yes. Oh, cool. First time. Yes. So I didn't expect to do that. I expected to actually shoot a shotgun at Clay's. <laughs> and I expected to shoot people's seed targets. So did you get into it? Did you get your hands dirty? Did you, did you remove your hands? Had to have if, you... if, if she, her, her boots and clothes were all covered in blood. Had to have. Well, the boots, she could have been walking through it. But uh, good for you. Yeah, Maybe you get yeah. in there. Well, you know what? It had to be done. And yeah, quite honestly, be. everybody helped out with it. And it's kind of like... You make sure that we don't um, waste anything. So the the organs, you know, went to the critters. Uh, this so when we skinned the deer, uh, Kelly actually. So her goal was to not any nicks or anything because uh, if you turn in a a hide, uh, then that goes to the reserve and they make you know, clothing and everything out of the hide. Um, but if there's nicks, it's harder for them to do that. So, but you also get entered into a draw if, you know, if you give um, a skin that's, you know, pristine. So she did. She got, she also got a hat because of it as well. She goes, my goal is to get this hat. So it was, it was fun from the point of view. We were able to do it together and she was super excited and super happy. So I took pictures of her because this is basically her deer. So it was fantastic. And you know, we'll probably have some more venison from it as well. So good for her. Uh, on Sunday or Saturday, we actually had a call with um, Fred Pellegrino from uh, FOC, uh, Firearms Canada. Or, yeah, Firearms Canada. Outlet. Is it Firearms Canada? Yeah. Outlet Canada. Right. Uh, so he's going to be, he's the guy that plans TACCOM. So we're going to be talking, doing an announcement soon about that. I wanted to all. But basically, I wanted to say thanks to Ian from the Prepper Podcast. He's uh, getting a group of us together to talk to Fred, and we're gonna, we're, we might even be at the TAC on this year. Um, other thing, lots of events coming up for Project Maple Seed. Keep sending in the emails info at mapleseedrifleman.com. Send us an email if you have not been part of our tour before because we'd like to come and see you. But Adriel is also looking at setting up some events. Uh, calendar. It's been released. Go and get one. Uh, I put the uh, 
uh, link in the show notes. Uh, Adriel, can you make sure that gets into the show notes as well? Calendar for... Uh, yeah, the CCFR 2020 oh. Gunny Girl calendar. It's been released. It's $20. All the money goes back into getting more women into the shooting sports. If you want your sport to survive, that means that women have to get into shooting. So go and buy one. Not only do you have to buy one, fantastic, beautiful women... But you'll also register it, and then you get to win prizes. So it just keeps on giving. Right? Yep. Right. Okay. That's it for me. That's all I did in guns. All right. Let's get into upcoming. Technically, it was a crossbow and not a gun. Okay. What did I say? <laughs> that's, that's what I did this week in guns. You killed the deer with a crossbow and not a gun. Oh. It was a joke. No. Where's the producer? Where's the producer? Moving on. She doesn't get my jokes. I can't. I can't work like this. (laughs) You need more alcohol. You're not wrong. (laughs) Just generally. (laughs) Yeah. No. No. It's not about. I need alcohol. My alcohol level. The higher my Kelly tolerance. Oh, I drank. I did drink whiskey this year or this week. I was feeling sick. I had a I had a cold. I had a man cold. My throat was sore, so I drank whiskey, and guess what? Got worse. It got better. No, I don't feel bad. I don't. I'm not sick anymore. That girl. It, it killed the, everything. The whole thing was ridiculous. Just had to go I'm on like a four day bender and sore throat's gone. Yeah. Well, I finished off a bottle of Jameson's, and then we had bourbon. So it was like, oh, well, bourbon's practically medicine. Right. It, it is, is. Yeah. harshest. I mean, yeah. man, I don't. I don't get bourbon. Well, it's uh, like same as whiskey. So. It is whiskey. It's bourbon whiskey. Right. Rock whiskey, Scotch whiskey, bourbon. It's bourbon. It's corn. Yeah, it's gross. It's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'll drink it, but it's not my go-to whiskey. <laughs> Upcoming events. Oh. The 10th annual <laughs> podcast network charity shoot. Uh, we'll probably have some sort of whiskey drinking at it. Uh, that'll be at the Rescue Gun Club. Saturday, July 4th. Registration and payment will soon be available through Practice Score. It'll be $25. There'll be a mini steel challenge match, 22 pistol, 22 rifle, PCC, or handgun, and a half round of trap. One self serve pistol bay will be set up for steel. And we'll probably have one of those uh, uh, three gun stages like they have at Terran Tactical, where you can do somersaults and shoot at targets that are really close but with frangible ammo. And uh, okay. yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to be set will, up there. Will too. we get our picture taken with like with Keanu? John Wick? Yeah, yeah. Keanu's going to be there too. You should invite yeah. him. Yeah. We'll invite him. We assume he's going to come. <laughs> We're not paying. Of course. Uh, Why wouldn't he? Let's see. What? what? So what? Of course he's going to come. Why wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah, of course. Exactly. Yep. He's Canadian. Come on. Well, nowhere in New Brunswick, I'm sure everyone wants to visit there. Not on purpose. Usually end up here by mistake. <laughs> we'll, we'll play it up. It's like mm. the remote seaside location. Speaking about speaking about New Brunswick, uh, there was a rifle that accidentally went off in one of their police stations. Fredericton. Yeah, Fredericton. Hmm. Oopsie doodle. That was a training exercise. <laughs> never heard of. Never, <laughs> never heard any about it. In, when it goes off like that, it's a training it, exercise. That's, that's, yeah. that's what they said. They said it was a training exercise in the AKA, detachment with a rifle. It was an accidental discharge. Yeah. Negligent. Mm, depends on who you're talking to. It depends what actually happened, because maybe it wasn't meant to be loaded. 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it was meant to be loaded. I don't think so either. Anyways. We also had uh, an Earth team member blow up his patrol carbine with a 300 Blackout. Oh, or really? he blew up a 300 Blackout with a 556. That happened here in New Brunswick, too. <sighs> One of the issues with 300 Blackout and 556, right? Yeah. A, f- a 300 Blackout will fit in the chamber of a 223. Mm-hmm. But not the other way around. All right. Mm-hmm. You can't fit a five five six in a. Th- oh no, you can't. Yeah, of course you can't. No, uh, the throat of the chamber is not uh, deep enough to allow the cartridge to go all the way in and the bolt close mm-hmm. to the point where it'll fire. In any case, label your mags if you got those two. Right. Yeah. My seventy six two mags green. There you go. Green means go. <laughs> Put it in. Yep. Start pulling the trigger. Uh, I c- thought this was kind of funny because uh, because of how indignant uh, Virginia got about this new gun law that they have coming in. So there, there's been some new gun control put in at the state level, and the counties and municipalities have been uh, uh, rebelling <laughs> a little bit about it. Yeah, they've been setting up their counties or municipalities as, as uh, Second Amendment sanctuaries, and they've been uh, refusing to enforce new gun control <laughs> that the state's been trying to put on them. And this is now 80 of the 90 counties in Virginia that have done this. And, and there's still a couple more that are still like in the process of doing this. I will call. I'll come on board. It's kind of funny, right? I mean, imagine this was in Canada and the feds try to put in some gun control and the provinces are like, no, nah, no. Nah. We're not going to do that. We own the police here, and uh, we're just not going to enforce that stuff. So, <laughs> well, the col- we had something similar back in the '90s when firearms licenses came out. New Brunswick came out and said, "Our DNR officers won't be asking for that. That's a federal problem. That's you problem." They came out and they said it, hmm. and now we're gone to the complete opposite end of the spectrum, where our DNR officers are now public safety officers and can ask for whatever they want and enforce all aspects of the Motor Vehicle Act, et cetera, and so on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, uh, I got jealous. I, f- I felt a little twinge of jealousy at Virginia, not for like the new laws that they're getting in, but just for how, how much their counties and municipalities down there were just like, nah, stuff that. We're not going to do that. Nope. Not here. America's, like I said, uh, is, um, there's nothing united about the United States. The federal government says something and the states and the municipalities go, this is what we think. Nope. Send you the don't national tell us what guard. To do. <laughs> like send everyone. Yeah. They, you'll need them all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't care. Yeah. Your law is dumb. We're not going to follow it, America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, something just local here in Canada. Sheer has stepped down today. Apparently, he was yep. uh, taking money from the Conservative Party to pay for his kids' private school. That's what I saw on Twitter. I what? Now. You guys didn't see that. So step- that was, glo- that was no, global news. That. Global news says, uh, like today, oh yeah, he was caught with uh, taking money from the Conservative Party to pay for his kids' private school. Oh my God, he stepped down amid controversy and scandal. I had no idea. I thought he just realized that he sucks and he couldn't beat Trudeau and it was either this or suicide. <laughs> well, yeah, to huh. not win against Trudeau when he was when he was caught with so many things, yeah. Anyways, I think this is a fantastic thing because now the Conservative Party can pick uh, someone who is more uh, palatable and someone who uh, be a little bit more firm, a bit yep. more uh, conviction. I didn't mind him, but 
unfortunately, people today want flashier. I'm, I minded from the milk drinking episode, like, what was that, like a year ago? As soon as he's doing that, yeah, I was like, mm, nah, you're, you're owned by corporate, uh, <laughs> the evil milk lobby. <laughs> you know, there's a whole, uh, if, if a... you're going to be owned by the milk lobby, at least like do it, but like, don't brag about the fact anyways. Yeah. Politics. Uh, let's talk about some gun stuff. Um, okay. The new hotness, the 22 pistol that everyone needs, the Glock 44. Oh, the Glock 44. <laughs> if you shoot this, it will give you the downs. The downs. It, uh, it seems like not a lot of in, uh, innovation uh, for more. It's What do people want from Glock? A PCC. What does Glock give them? A 22 caliber handgun no one ever asked for. At, with 10 round mag, the people in the States are salty about those 10 round mags. <laughs> Doesn't make a difference to us, <laughs> but yeah. they are salty about that in the U.S. They're like, yeah. what is Caltech this? Comes out, Caltech comes out with a pistol that shoots 30 rounds of 22 Magnum. Glock comes out with a 22 pistol that shoots 10 and rounds. And that Caltech has a, uh, a red dot rail on it, so you can put a red dot on it. Can't put a red dot All on right. my Glock. No, no, it's ready. I mean, you can't anyways because you put a red dot on a slide of a twenty-two. I imagine it just works like crap. But that Keltec thing has yeah. a rail on the top, so you can. Anyways, yeah, I think it's kind of neat. I think some people might end up buying it now. Again, rewind it uh, five years, and twenty-two uh, nine millimeter was harder to get. It was more expensive. Today, nine millimeter is cheap. You can buy it by the thousand. I would just shoot if I was going to practice. I would just shoot nine millimeter and dry fire. I wouldn't bother with a twenty-two in between. Maybe if has Hickok put out a video on this yet? Mm-mm. I didn't look. I tell you, um, I am of the opinion now that if I could train with like if I was still shooting classic, I would uh, be doing some drills with. Oh. With 22 for sure, yeah. I mean, I'm really getting into my Ben Stagger books, and um, you know, I've got I'm, I'm practicing more and I'm doing more dry fire than I've ever done in my entire Ipsic career because of this new platform that I have to learn. It's got an optic, it's double action, single action, and let me tell you, if I had a 22 version of that uh, Redback, I'd be using it. Hmm. I'd be doing all these dry fire drills, but they'd be live fire with 22. That's just me. I know we've gone a lot uh, over the years. I've gone both ways. Ah, just get a nine mil. But if you can get a 22, that is identical to your competition pistol. Like you can set up a GSG 1911 identical to your competition nine millimeter or 45 1911. If you want to, yeah. the there's value. will be the same. Nope. Nope. But it's still better than dry fire. Hickok hasn't done one yet. No. There we go. Okay. Nope. Anywho, Glock 44. I'm not saying get rid of dry fire altogether, but yeah. So what do you think? Do you like it? Would you get one? No. It's too much. Like 500 bucks is too much for, for a 22 pistol. The GSG is uh, 300 You can get them for 250 used. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like there's some other advantages to it, like in terms of like the packaging and that kind of thing that just don't do anything for me as a Canadian. Yeah, and if I was an American, and I'd be pissed about the ten round mags because that's a lot of grip body, a lot of space that could be used for a double stack of some kind or some sort of stack. 
Yeah. They they just should have made a, a 22 version of the Glock 19. I, Maybe the it 48. Is, it, I th- I'm pretty sure it's the Glock 19 frame. Really? I did not think that. I thought it was like smaller. Hmm. Well, then it, huh, interesting. You know, Adriel, maybe they tried and couldn't get the um, anything more than a 10-rounder to work. Cool. All right. That's their failing. <laughs> That's their yeah. failing? Uh Anyways, I'm, I'm so sure it's a reliable pistol. The, the nice thing about a Glock is that that's going to be a nice, reliable pistol. Uh, the next one here, uh, this was, I think this was Italian supplies, Italian shooting shooting goods. They've got the Stoger Cougar 8000 on sale. It's a 9mm Beretta-looking thing. It uses a rotating barrel like the, the, the Storm, the PX4. Uh, it's three ninety nine. Okay. So like, yeah, I, l- I love Cougars. I really do. Shush. <laughs> how, how about this pistol, though? <laughs> yeah, how about pistols? Oh, the pistol's fine. This, pist- this pistol looks kind of <laughs> ugly. Looks kind of dumpy. It, it is. looks kind of dumpy and ugly. Uh, the, it's got a ported uh, barrel. That's kind of neat. Uh, there we go. There, now you see it. Oh, now you see it. The barrel's kind of gross. <laughs> oh, I'm switching to MILF. This thing's awful. <laughs> Jesus. You're going you're gonna to wait for the Stoker MILF then? It's 400 bucks. <laughs> I don't what do care. What for 400 bucks? Uh, the, the Smith & Wesson SEV9 is 400 bucks. and This thing probably <laughs> has a better trigger pull than the SD, SD9V or whatever, though. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Yeah. But it's uh, it's got looks only Wait. only a mother could love. Well, no, it, it looks like a bowl of crushed arsels. I mean, <laughs> it's horrible. Like it looks like it's fa- it, its face caught fire and someone beat it out with a chain. Like it's ugly. I think this is why Stoker's making that new uh, striker fired pistol that they've got. They don't want to have that <laughs> one on the catalog anymore. Right. Yep. Yeah. Well. This is like the fat kid at the dance. No one will dance with. Like, just and he got and he got hit by a truck. Yeah. Right, <laughs> an ice cream truck. <laughs> oh, uh, I run guns. Oh. Is offering for a fee temporary firearms yeah, storage in the U.S. So if you want, and you're scared of your guns getting banned, and you think like you know this new conservative is going to win next time and unroll whatever the liberals do uh you could store your stuff in the u.s and they'll do that for you there are rich canadians already doing this on our own like rich canadians yeah. that have timeshares or relatives in florida they have access and resources to figure out all the export permits and import permits there's going to be a flood of guns going into the u.s yeah. and it's smart it's smart. Do it, man. Don't have don't have your property stolen. And it sucks because it's like the only freedom is financial freedom. If you're financially free, then you're free to do all kinds of wonderful things to not let the government F you around. And people of means are going to do this, and I applaud them for it. And if I had the means, I would do it too. Why should I let the government steal my property? I'll go legally store it in the United States and give Trudeau the finger. Screw these guys. Mm-hmm. Anyways, if you can, if you don't want to figure out the licensing side, uh, Iron Guns can. Holy smokes! I've got an old college roommate from uh, who lives in Maine. 
I can read. Maine? How much? Pr- yeah. I get all the paperwork done. Drive my guns oh, into Maine. Yeah. 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 You're supposed to. Never mind. You're supposed to what? Anything you bring in, you're supposed to bring out. You're soft. I'm legally going to export, export them. them. Okay. Yeah. Now, when you bring yeah. them back, and if you export them, I'm not talking about yeah, Kelly. Like what you said makes no sense. Like I'm trying to hide my guns in the U.S. and stop them from being stolen. I actually have to legally export them. Yes. And then I will legally re-import them. I'm not just going to a shoot. I'm going to forget it behind. Because <laughs> when they come back in Canada, you have a gun for the gun. No. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about? <laughs> no. No, that's, that's a misprint. I didn't bring all those. Yeah. Yeah. Which did you bring in? None of them? None. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you mentioned the Tavor 7s. They're on for 3000 bucks. Those are kind of neat. Uh, and then the last one here. Guys are working on these short barrels for the GSG-16. So they're, uh, and they're looking pretty good. They look really good. Uh, because the o- you can hit OAL on those guns uh, with a pin stock, uh, you can run a, sh- a real short barrel on them. Looks fantastic. Looks very much like the MP5 that uh, the RCMP tried banning the first time around when they brought these guns in. And now they're bringing them in looking at like something else and people just change it over when they get here. And that's okay. Yep. That's okay. That's okay. We should be allowed to convert guns into bullpups too. No, no. You have to buy your bullpup. Whatever you do, do not put your gun in a bullpup chassis. But buy all the bullpups you want. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just from the factory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't cut your shotgun yeah. barrel down, but buy an eight-inch barrel if you want. Oh yeah. yeah, like you can cut it as far as eighteen and a half, but stop. But yeah, go buy an eight. Go buy a factory eight-inch if you want. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, doesn't really make much sense. Uh, I put a main topic in here if you guys uh, are game for it. Uh, options if a ban gets put in place. Because sure. uh, I've been talking to some guys on Reddit, and they're like, oh my god, what am I going to do? What does this mean? What happens when this actually gets in, if and when it gets in? Uh, we talked last okay. week about our thoughts on whether it would get in or not. And uh, we didn't really talk about uh, what would be some of the options available to people if it got in. Okay. Uh, so. Well, let's, like, let's, let's break it into a couple pieces, because uh, part one is... Uh, Handgun and municipals, uh, municipalities, right? So right. Uh, the liberal government was saying, yeah, we're going to give the power to the municipalities to Municipal- ban yes. handguns. How much detail do we actually have on this and whether it'll go through, or not whether it'll go through, what it would look like if it did got, go through? Well, oh. we already decided that it's, infor- it's not enforceable. Right. Um, there could be a lawsuit launched because... Does the federal government have the right to provide the municipality with firearm registration and data? So there could be a challenge there, perhaps. But I mean, I, I'm no I'm no lawyer. Like I don't know. But um, like I said, in Toronto, there's lots of millionaires who have guns who can draw a lawyer faster. They can draw a gun. So it's it's going to be challenged. I mean, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but and how do they enforce that? How do they enforce it? Yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about like the, 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 the municipality can't jail you, but of course they can fine you. So the municipality could also say, Hey, CFO, uh, no handguns here, please. Can you deal with that? 
and the CFO could deal with it. The CFO could say, oh, Kelly, we see that you're in uh, this area that just got a municipal uh, gun ban. You'll have to uh, sell those handguns, transfer them to someone else, or turn them into the police. Uh, thank you very much. Get that done uh, in uh, 30 days. And... Uh, the city boundaries. Wow, right in the middle of the call it decided to update. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and your mic changed and everything yep. as well. You left you got a deeper over. voice. It's like you're going yeah. through puberty. <laughs> Which is the opposite of what you're going through. Shut up. <laughs> so Kelly, like you were mentioning there, one of the options would be uh, move <laughs> to get around the municipal gun ban. Move, yeah. move to a rural area or move to a, a municipality where the, the chances of a handgun ban going through are very low. Yep. I'm going to move five kilometers north. Crazy, right? I know. Would you go, like, you own a home. It's not like you're living in an apartment. You yeah. Sell your home and move so you don't have to give up your two handguns or your three handguns. Like, Damn right I would. But you before, shouldn't have before, to. So, I shouldn't have to. But before I do that, what I'd like to do is actually run council so that I can there you go. get rid of the people who are idiots on my city council. That's an option. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. 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 Kingston's already gone through this. So would Kingston filthy. would Kingston vote in a handgun ban? Currently? Yeah. I don't. I. I Right now, with the liberals turning it over to the municipalities, I'm not sure. Hmm. They might. We had it was a close vote when in June. In June, the city council um, voted on whether to make recommendations to the federal government with respect to a handgun ban, right, or strengthening our existing gun laws. So when that was happening, there was a vote amongst the city council and it was split and the mayor was the one that was the deciding vote. And he said, it's not within municipal governments privy to actually make recommendations with respect mm -hmm. to handguns. So yeah, that's that being, interesting. yeah, that being said, if it was the same thing this time, I'm not so sure that uh, it would have went the way it did. Well, because his reasoning that it's not under their right. purview, um, it would be under their purview. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that would be too bad. I mean, Toronto, uh, Montreal, Vancouver, uh, and Ottawa pushed Ottawa pushed push back. Hmm. Kingston is a we're a liberal stronghold, and we've always been. Hmm. Whether it's um, municipal, it's provincial or even federal we're a, we're a liberal stronghold so does anyone ever go to these meetings and stand up and say do you all realize that the people using the guns are already banned from owning them yeah and could you explain to me how taking away legal gun owners guns is going to prevent crime when they are not the ones preventing crime what do they what do they respond to these challenges well there's uh so the data, so what had happened with specifically Kingston, uh, Doctors for Gun Control sent them the information and kept giving them information with respect to suicides, with respect to um, illegal firearms used in, I don't know, whatever. And um, But the information was not 
Correct. And, and they, they didn't is. they didn't they didn't really care basically. The ones the they had just like anything else, they had their minds made up before they right. they listened to okay. their constituents. Yeah, that's so. you nailed it right there. Their minds are made up. It doesn't matter yeah. what you say to them. So, so option one, move. Um option one is move. Yeah. Two is run for city council. Mm-hmm. Three Three is if you've got a friend like let's take Filthy for example. If Fredericton would decide to ban guns, Filthy has friends who live outside of the city limits. Yep. When you call for your license, they say, "Is is that the uh, the address in which your firearm will be stored?" Nope. It's going to be stored at this guy's house. Hmm. And you change the address um, for storage to someone else's house. That's a good idea. Someone who. Uh, you like drinking at their place. Yep. Because you're going to have a lot of a lot of evenings over there doing... Like if I don't like drinking stuff. at your place, you're probably not a friend of mine anyway. Mm. And I wouldn't trust you with my guns. Mm. So, so yeah, that's option three is um, just relocate your guns outside the city limits to a friend's place. Yep. Or move. Because that actually hits them where the taxes are. Right. They don't deserve your tax revenue. That's that's number one, Kelly. If it's feasible, which it's not. It's not I mean some people A lot of people not. No, yeah. I don't but, really like the I idea mean, of uh, segregating the population either because it makes for echo chambers in some of these cities where no you're surrounded by people who don't own guns because they've all been chased away and you think, Oh, we'll ban right. guns. Does it uh, no one I know has a gun? Well, yeah, because you chased their they're all gone, right? Right. It's an issue. But that's what the left want. The left uh, want to be surrounded by the left and only the left. And no, if you don't Andrew agree with them, right. Because what was happening? Yeah, he what, is right, but because yeah, but, that's what the liberals want. They want to be surrounded right. by just liberals and other leftist cucks. But they're what they're also doing is they're creating a rural versus city, yeah. right? Yeah. Urban leftist view. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I don't. Uh, that's that's my reason why I, I don't really like the the moving part because it uh, yep. it segregates the uh, the population and uh, makes it more likely that we lose in an election as well because uh, because we could put all everyone in Alberta and then uh, it comes time to vote for a federal your government votes, and your votes don't matter and it don't matter Just, and uh, yeah. and then we get a a non gun friendly government in and they ban it and it's like oh well. It's fantastic. You guys are all in one spot, but screw you guys, right? And when you when you um, they get rid of the the handguns, the following year it's semi-automatics, mm-hmm. and then after that it's 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 shotguns. You know what I mean? It doesn't stop. Yeah, because the crime won't stop. Oh well, there's still gun crimes happening. Yeah, I know they're happening with handguns, but l- let's take another gun away from the people who aren't doing it. Got to get those pump shotguns away from them. like New Zealand and Australia. They just like they did the one, and then afterwards it was just a constant bleed. And uh, yep, right. That's the risk. Yeah. Um, other options on municipal. You could sell your you could sell your handguns. Get into some. Get Stop into it. Another sport. From my cold dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trevor. Yes. You have to sell all your handguns. How would you like that? You have to get into another sport. You have to go back to archery. Maple seed. Uh, what you're saying doesn't doesn't compute. Like, right. Um, but yeah, I mean that's a, a, a if if somehow tomorrow there were no handguns and I couldn't do Ipsic, um, then I would start up Ipsic rifle. If I still had my rifle, if I lost my rifle, then I would start up Ipsic shotgun, and. Um, 
Yeah. And if they took away the semi-automatic shotguns, then IPSC shotgun manual division would be the only form of IPSC in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what we would switch to. Some people would say, screw it and leave. I would, I could see myself switching to IPSC shotgun before going back to archery. Probably. Yeah. IPSC shotgun looks fun. Yeah. It, it's a lot of fun. And the difference between IPSC shotgun and, and three gun, for example, is they separate manual action from semi-automatic action. So in three gun, you show up at the pump. Well, guess what? You may be in open. Unless you go heavy. You may be in limited. If you go, go three oh eight, yeah, rifle, if you go heavy, and yeah. pistol and pump shotgun, then you're in heavy. Yeah. 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 They changed one aspect of heavy recently. I can't remember which though. Either you don't have to use a 45 or you don't have to use a pump. I can't remember. Mm. Yeah, it depends on the rule set and, and, and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so. if municipalities ban handguns, uh, are mm-hmm. they going... They're not going to pay for them. They're just going to ban them. Because no, no. Toronto or yeah. Kingston or Montreal, they're not going to pay for those handguns. So that's going yeah. to no. destroy the second-hand market. Yes. Yeah. But depending on your point of view. Because if you're Trevor or I... Uh, we're going to have a lot of handguns that we can buy because a lot of people are going to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the market is going to just collapse. Nothing will be worth anything anymore. Well, like, there's still enough population that's outside of Toronto and, and, and Vancouver and Montreal. So, like, there's still enough population that will be buying that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're right. Wouldn't collapse. It would get, it would take quite a haircut on price. 20%? No, I would say like 30, 40% discount on all that stuff. Really? Yeah. Because there's just not going to be the buyers for it. If the if the market is flooded with a bunch of people who have to sell, but given You're given right. like let's let's be generous, give it a year. You have a year to get rid of your handguns. Even that is too much. Uh, and yeah, anyone buying is would would have like a field day. Anyone selling, you're taking a haircut on all that kind of stuff. Or you're or yep. you're putting it at your buddy's house that's in the uh, that's got a cottage outside the city limits. Yeah, and do that. Do that. Don't give up your yeah. property. You know, and uh, how, again, though, how do they enforce that? There's a lot of questions around this one. It looks like a dicey piece of legislation to even try to do because gun control is I federal. I mean, if you have a municipal, if you have, yeah, okay. So if you have a municipal police force, your town has, has laws. Right, mm-hmm. so you can be charged with the t- breaking a town law. You can be charged with breaking a provincial law. You can be charged with breaking a federal law. A municipal police officer can can enforce all of those. So this would become part of a, a municipal act. Right. What would the uh, punishment they would, be? Uh, they you know, would they, have to get the cooperation of the CFO to uh, right. flag and at Even some if they point don't, someone they, has they to pull enforce me over. To, I'm in Toronto. They pull me over, I'm in Toronto, and I have a legal handgun stored in accordance with federal law. Um, it's registered. I have a license. They find some excuse to toss my car, and they find it. What do they do at that point? You as a, You're right. Come into my home. You're, you're, you're Trevor, who lives in New Brunswick and legally has it there, and you're driving no, through? No, no, no. No, no, no. Are you no, live no, no. there? I'm I'm a Toronto resident. I'm in Toronto. They would have stopped me like well before then. If you're assuming that the CFO plays ball and gives them the information, let's say the CFO does not provide the information, right? So the only way they're gonna they're really gonna catch me is if 
they catch it in my possession outside of my nah, home on my way to nah. a rink or something. The Liberal Party put in registration so that they could confiscate. They would not right. enact these laws afterwards and then not use the tool that they put in place. Correct. Yeah, like they were supposed to destroy the data, and that didn't even happen. Quebec got a copy of the long yeah. run registry. Yeah. All right. There's a conspiracy theory out there that uh, um, when the flooding happened in Alberta, the RCMP had a copy of the data and went around and only kicked in the doors of gun owners and took their they guns. They looked How extra did they know hard which... for guns there. Yeah. yeah. How did they know which homes had guns and which homes didn't? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I think they would use that registry to uh, take it. Now, the, the interesting thing is um, what happens if, like, Everyone's tracked. They know who you are. They know where you live. They know that which handguns you have. You have to turn them in or sell them right. or transfer to someone else. Um, I wonder how many people are going to get their doors kicked in with a, a SWAT team because they've illegally got a handgun. Because that will be the the end route. That's the end result of something like this. And I think, yeah, especially in the big cities, that's the only approach. Here, here in Camelton, because I, I shoot with members, both archery and guns, and the training officer there is the one that got me into shooting, I'll get a phone call or a knock on the door. They're not going to send an 18 to my house. This is small town New Brunswick. They don't do business that way. But in Toronto, where nobody knows anybody, and they assume everybody's going to kill you, yeah, I could totally see the AR-15s being pointed at children like in New Zealand. Yeah. Cool. Let's. Uh, <clears throat> anything else on the minis- on the handgun? You guys want to talk about the assault rifle, the military style, yes, military let's... style assault rifle uh, weapon, depending on the day. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. weapon, sometimes rifle ban. Uh, so uh, Blair said that that's going to be going through as uh, as an OIC order and cancel. Uh, suggested it. Some people say that Blair is a loudmouth and says stuff that isn't in his purview, anyways. Uh, and they're they're not wrong. Yeah. But he did say it. Pretty yep. clearly, yeah. Said they're building I'm a list. Not, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, I don't know, that's the only way I think that they'd be able to get it done anyways. So. In a short period of time, yeah. Again, that, that In a short period one. of time. But even if, mm-hmm. yeah, but even if with an OCI, it's going to take them a while to get it all mm, in place. Yeah. And, but if they decide to go that route, there's no, there's nothing to we can do to stop it. Look, they had. They had uh, a majority government. Look how long it took to get C seventy one through. Yeah. I know. Now they got a minority government. They may not survive long enough to get something through without using an OIC. And that's like, the only way to get it done. I think this this is how corrupt you are. How narrow minded and short sighted you are. You are the smallest liberal minority in the history of the Canadian political system. And your number one priority is to get assault rifles out of law-abiding gun owners' hands using um, an OIC, which was never intended to be used this way. That's the legacy you want to leave. Well, not only that, they put in a tax that saved me $27, so I'm super happy about that. Oh, excellent. (laughs) All 27 of the dollars. $27 $27 is a tax, right? Yeah. So those are the two well, what about the current that tax the, the that's going to cost, gonna cost you cost 11 me. cents more a liter in the <laughs> yeah. next, by January Yeah, first. that's going to cost me a Just pile saying. of money. And so, and so is the, uh, yeah, the, the seizing all my guns is, is going to cost me quite a bit of money, too. <laughs> but that's but $27. you can go and buy a pizza for the $27. Once bucks. a year. Yep. Every year. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. So what about... 
what do we do with the, with this? Um, I like my idea a while ago of uh, find an American and legally export your guns into the U.S. so they can't take. Cosno, we're gonna give you a call after this. You're show. getting flooded. Enter <laughs> the whale. We're gonna divide them all up. Okay. I guess that's one option. Yeah. We should actually find some friends along the border, like Stacy and Bill and you know Brian Sheets. Yeah. At least I should, anyways. Not too far from the border. Okay, like this, this is too much yeah. work. I mean, one of the options is to, uh, is to sell some things now, because uh, yeah. if you're sitting on five AR-15s, uh, yeah, there's a really good chance those things are going to go prohib. Can I ask you guys a question about that? A lot of people were saying, "Don't go buy any more AR-15s. You're stupid. You're wasting your money." Which I just did. You know, just bought one last week. Um, so what is your thoughts on that? Should you be buying or should you not be buying stuff right now? Um, up until recently, I was like, buy, 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 buy. Now? Um, I just got a trigger and I don't even have any air to put it in. It was a good deal, though. That's yeah, we need deal. to talk about that. <laughs> I am buying that. You can quit. That's going to go in my WK. I don't know if this will fit in a WK. I think that the, the trigger... I'll, I'll try it online. I'm pretty sure that the WKs have a weird trigger pocket. Uh, so should you buy an AR-15 right now? Well, they explicitly said they're going to ban them. So it's a question of, like, are they going to ban them right away, not right away? Because you might be able to shoot, like, a couple of seasons of 3-Gun and that kind of thing, and then they buy it back for what you paid for it. Who cares, right? You're still you're still up. Well, I haven't... So I, I saw... A document from the CSAAA that said they were going to pay a thousand dollars an air. That's average. Yes. They were so ballparking. That was the CSAAA right. well, ballparking. I have a fifty dollar Narinco lower. Give me a thousand bucks for it. I don't care. Or how do they determine market pricing? Because one of the things that I've seen on CGN is people putting up a joke posting saying uh, uh, Narinco AR lower three hundred dollars. No one's going to actually buy it. They're just trying to seed the market to say that's what the that's the market value is. <laughs> it's possible. Yeah. I don't think it's actually going to work because there's going to be some people who are nervous, who are going to panic sell, and uh, yeah, and, and they may potentially set the market price. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't throw a whole pile of money into accessories and personalization. Like I would definitely not do a a. a and a really expensive I disagree because coating. if if yeah, I wouldn't do a coating, but buy all the accessories you want because if they come up with an air straight straight pull air bolt action air for us to put all our parts on, you've got the yeah. Parts. You know what? That LPC, I'm I'm totally. I've got the AR that I'm that if this goes through, I'm stripping it clean. That lower gets that gets brought in and nothing else. And right. uh, because the interesting thing about L, that LPC. Uh, think of the buffer tube and the rifle. Now it's a bolt action. How long does your rail need to be? Fourteen and a half or so should be fine. You'll hit OL no problem. So you could run a fourteen and a half, sixteen inch barrel, whatever, and it'll be it'll be legal as a bolt action rifle. So I've got a I've got a nice sixteen inch barrel, nice forend, nice trigger, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd slap it on one of those things. Okay. Uh, some of the other guys I was talking to for some of the uh, Milserp stuff, uh, they would take the deactivation route, and they would really if you want if you really like your 
SVT-40 or something like that, and you don't want to have it chopped up in the government's hands, you deactivate and turn it into a wall hanger. That's pretty brilliant, but I, mm -hmm. you know, unless I, like I said, if I couldn't get them into the States, well, the, can you get the Russian stuff in? Like, I know Ooh, you can't get a Chinese maybe. SKS, but... Mm. There's a thing about Tokarevs now. Tokarevs have to have a safety installed mm -hmm. on them because they're made after such a year or whatever. There's some funny federal rules about some of that yeah. stuff. So, yeah, maybe you can't get your SVT and maybe you can't get your SKS. Well, a lot of this stuff, the, and the cost doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense importing a, an SKS into the U.S. for the uh, import-export fees and then bringing it back out. It's not going to be worth it. Uh, yeah, but an some SKS people still is worth three times because... the money down there. Yeah, true, true. And like Kelly said, some people will just do it because it's mm -hmm. theirs. Yeah. Uh, what are their options? Not complying. That's I guess that's another option. At least for these non-restricted firearms, they don't know where they are. And Go since this law US. isn't in place yet, we are not <laughs> discussing breaking the law because it's not a. There is no law right now. So yeah, storing right. in PVC is an option. Uh. Because you can—that's that's a legal way. As long as you're locked correctly, that's a legal way of storing your firearm. You can store it in PVC and forget about it. Guess that's an option. Can't find any, <laughs> can't find any PVC anymore. <laughs> right. Or Cosmoline. Cosmoline, I believe. PVC. I, I'm I'm willing to bet Home Hardware and Home Depot have got a, a, a bit of it. <laughs> All right. We can uh, go back to the old, uh, what they did during the Revolutionary War, where they plowed their fields and then they buried their guns. As, uh, yeah. That's not back. safe. That's not safe storage, Kelly. Stop it. And PVC. Just, still not it's safe trigger storage. locks, too. Yeah. So is there a thing about you're allowed to store your gun under the earth outside? I don't know. As long as it's trigger know. locked? I don't, I'm I don't, pretty yeah. sure it's got to be in your home. You think so? Nah. What about in your car? So. so bury it under your bury home. It under your home. There you go. You're allowed to store it in your car. It says so right in the storage regulations. Mm. Yeah. There's, it's described how you're supposed to do but it. But not so. in a wheat field. Wheat field is not explicitly named out. Hmm. Correct. So soy soybean field probably not either. Canola, yeah. no. <laughs> they don't like those crops. Anyways, I think yeah, I think it's going to be like in the '90s where a lot of people will put them in the rafters or whatever. We'll have some house fires and uh, people will get charged afterwards because they found uh, a Mini 14 or whatever smoldering in the wreckage and uh, and someone will get like a, a criminal charge because of it. It was there when I bought the house, I guess. Mm. It's fantastic. It's, as, long as, you, as long as you haven't owned the house for like 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, that's, <laughs> the gun was manufactured after you bought the house. Good yeah, luck. Yeah. That's like the the rule for natives, right? Natives don't have to have a license to own anything that was on the reserve prior to 1995. So if they get stopped in the woods with a brand new Tika, hmm, that might not yeah. work. Cool. Any other options you guys are thinking of? No. Anything on Reddit that uh, anything, because, you know, Reddit, people tend to think outside the box. That deactivation one is not one I thought about. And someone was like, I got this old gun. Really? I don't want to, like, I'm just, can I just chop it? Like, what's what's the deal with deactivation? I'm like, oh, yeah, interesting. So the deal with deactivation is 
you have to bring it to a gunsmith who has been certified by the RCMP lab in Ontario to deactivate firearms. They have to deactivate a couple and send them into the lab for inspection. And the lab determines if your work is uh, up to their standard of deactivation because the standards have changed over the years. Uh, Denis can legally deactivate a firearm for you and you will receive the letter saying that it is now classified as deactivated. So it's a service that DC Armory offers. Um, FYI, just putting that out there. You you don't deactivate it yourself. You need a gunsmith who has been certified to yep. deactivate guns to do it for you. You know what other thing I was thinking about for deactivation? Specifically for ARs. Uh, sell the AR back, the lower, back to the gov. Put an airsoft lower on that thing, hang it on the wall. If you want to oh. do a wall hanger, because you, you can get... It's not it's a gun. Not a gun. It's not it's a airsoft thing or something, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could use airsoft hmm. parts to complete uh, a deactivated non-gun um, and still have all the parts. A great idea. What a great Did idea! Any of you? So I filled out this survey for the CMA. Not a doctor. And in there, they were talking about making making recommendations with respect to airsoft as well. Did any of you fill that Air out? Soft? Why? Don't know what yeah. Why? Was, why? Because they don't know what the hell they're talking about, and they're talking about making recommendations. Mm. For there fire. are airsoft guns listed on the FRT kids. Are yeah, they? I know. Why? That's you what get... I told them as well. Why? Because, uh, I don't know, they look like it, firearms They all or look like firearms. <laughs> some of them are clear. Yeah, some, some of them, them are like, oh, maybe it has to do with the feet per second. Yes, it for does. Airsoft, though, <laughs> it's they're plastic. So any, they're make they wanted to make it anything matter. that it breaks says launches a projectile. the skin or can injure an eye, make it a firearm and ban it. Wow! Including airsoft. They can't, Kelly. You didn't even take the tag off your new hat. You just put it on your head and. Yeah, absolutely. I I took the tag off the, my armpit though. <laughs> that's very that's classy. Good. Yeah. Thanks for putting in the effort. <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah. All right, we killed the video. Right. Listener feedback, YouTube. Um, have you guys been watching the YouTubes? Anything there? Dan was saying that a friend of his Not demolished sure. a house and found two guns when he was demolishing. It is a thing. Oh, I hope they survived. It is a thing. Yeah. Of course it's a yeah. thing. Um, donate guns to a gang of liberal writing and what so they're saying that uh, the best reddit plan I read was to donate all the guns to a gang in a liberal (laughs) Toronto no that's not the best plan class warfare (laughs) (laughs) it's all planned it's very dark best plan Oh, geez. So I'm not going to read the rest of it. Okay. All right. Well, let's get into the regular then. Regular listener feedback is sponsored by Armory DC Gunsmith. Armory DC Gunsmith is a full-service gunsmith who specializes (laughs) in firearms refinishing. He offers hot bluing, parkerizing, and Cerakote finishes, as well as wood refinishing. Check out his online inventory of new and used guns, firearms accessories, optics, and more at dcgunsmith.ca. And check him out on Facebook and Instagram. Trevor, do you want to take this first one from Spencer? Of course not, man. <laughs> I was going to say but no. Please take it. Kelly does, though. <laughs> so. No. 
Okay. Hey, guys. It's been a while since I had a chance to write, but I got a new toy for Thanksgiving and I wanted to share. It's one of the Brownells Retro Series. In this case, it's the BRN10, which is modeled after the very first contract AR-10s ever delivered to Cuba, no less. Ian, Ian, uh, the gun Jesus, did a nice walkthrough on this gun in the Forgotten Weapons episode, so I won't reinvent the wheel uh, wheel there. I've only gotten out to the range with it once, but it's a lot of fun to shoot, and it definitely catches people's eye. I'm glad I watched the video before I went, because I ended up repeating the info in it two or three times to different groups of folks who asked about it. About the only thing I don't really like is the furniture. According to Ian's video, it's all correct in shape, but the material is just a plastic versus the more fiberglass-like stuff they used back in the day. I guess the material was garbage and almost always cracked. However, this plastic stuff looks and feels very different. To be honest, kind of cheap. Not as cheap as the Bakelite was. It was like 1950s plastic technology, and it did not age well and was bitter. Uh, I'll probably look at doing some faux coloring on it, so at least it looks like the paper and resin parts of the originals. Just a couple of other points I jotted down over the past few weeks. First, for the sake of all that's holy, please get Dave some decent audio equipment. (laughs) He sounds like he's recording in his bathtub. Yeah, he's, he's using a desktop mic, well, not a headset. He just and, needs to get uh, an arm so it like goes wrapped his face because it's it's sensitive, yeah. right? Right, and then there's the times where he beats on his keyboard, you know, without yeah. muting. There's that too. Did Second. you lose your mind last week? By the way, hearing that. Oh, uh, during while listening, yeah, I didn't hear it while recording, but while listening, yeah, so. You could tell I lose my mind because I sent a message to our group conversation <laughs> in which I lost my mind. So that's a ridiculous question. Second, <laughs> if you are serious about black powder guns, we're not, but thanks for asking. You need to check out Dis- Dixie Gunworks, and he gave us the link, DixieGunworks.com. They have one of the most complete catalogs you can imagine, and they definitely will ship out of the out of you. Oh, and they and they definitely will ship out of the U.S. Last but not least, you guys mentioned the gun dudes an episode or so back. I don't know if you heard Carl and Stan came back for a while as the SX3 podcast. Yes, we heard that. And now they're the Taco With some gun. women. Yep. Well, the SX3 podcast wasn't a podcast. It was a commercial for her shop. Oh. Um, and now they're back with the uh, tactical taco, concealed taco, concealed taco or something. It's anyway. down in the- down in the email keep reading yeah I'm, I will if you shut up I, I'm trying but I can't read when you speak to me uh, with some woman who ran a gun shop around them that seems to have folded but Carl and Stan started a new podcast with Jason Christensen Concealment Solution Holsters and another local guy Mike who does a bunch of casting and reloading and has a YouTube channel called Full Lead Taco they are all part of the new podcast not kidding here Concealed Taco Dudes. Yeah, no, stupid name. I love these guys. I love them. I don't like the name of their new podcast. They're about 20 or 30 episodes in. That's all for now. Take care. Spencer the Whale from Smyrna. He should review the new Glock. (laughs) Just saying. He will. He will. He's an FN fanboy. He likes his FN, FNS pistols, Mm -hmm. too. Yeah. (laughs) But yes. 
All right, Kelly, did, did you want Thanks, to take this Spencer. Uh, from Ty? Hi, y'all love the podcast. Looking to get your thoughts on CD and Gunworks out of Oshawa, Ontario, and shed some light on my poor experience with them. I had my MDI SLR receiver sent to them since December 2018 and got the runaround for nearly a year on a premium build kit and Cerakote that it paid upfront in full. I called monthly and it seemed every month they had a different supplier to blame for why it didn't uh, why it hadn't been finished or even started. So October 2019, I requested to have it returned in whatever state it was currently in, and I received it with just a basic lower parts kit installed, a bent Chinese knockoff Raptor charging handle, and a 223 Maple Ridge Armory barrel and handguard, no Cerakote, no coated B, uh, BCG, no glass block, etc. not to mention a thick layer of what looked like carbon or dust buildup. After getting frustrated with the whole situation, I posted my story on Instagram and people from the firearms community started reaching out to me with similar stories or asking if I could help uh, or asking if they could help in any way, including Trevor from your podcast and Ryan from Maple Ridge Armories. I ended up sending my receiver and parts with the Maple with Maple Ridge Armories out to Barrie, Ontario. By the way, they opened up a storefront, just letting everybody know. Uh, who went over As the a way? warning, you mean? Like... <laughs> No, they opened up a storefront, so everybody go there. Oh, Maple uh, Ridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Maple yeah. Ridge Armories yeah, okay. in Barrie opened up a storefront. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. So they went out of their way there uh, to finish my build and assist me in getting all the remaining parts I needed. Great company and amazing customer service. So all in all, I have chalked up my entire experience with CDN Gunworks as an ex- uh, experience life lesson. As I'm not sure. life ex- lesson. Sorry, yes, an expensive, thank you, expensive life lesson, as I'm not sure uh, a lot of other people uh, who are out. No, of- no, not there, as I'm sure a lot of people. Did you want to read this? Yeah. I'm sure a lot of other people who are out money, time, and products will end up doing. He's out money? Like, why is he out money? He paid up front for a service he didn't yes. see. Exactly. It's probably sorry we couldn't get this done. Here's your money back, sir. It's probably too late to uh, do a chargeback on a credit card as well. There's money back, though. Nope. It's not too late. You pay for for something up front and don't deliver. If you don't deliver the product, you return the money, or I'm sorry, isn't that theft? Like, even if you have some ridiculous uh, policy, return policy, like, we're keeping your money no matter what. Well, that's okay. Fine. That's fine. If that's your policy, uh, you're greasy. Um, when the SLR first came out, these guys jumped all over it and were like, we're selling SLR lower parts kits. Really? An air parts kits, less a couple of pins. That That's all we need here, kids. But they were packaging parts and selling them as SLR parts kits. Well, no, I thought so that, I was like, like they, were, they were selling full SLR pre-builds, right? I'm not getting up. Don't get okay. ahead of me there. This is a progression. This was like before anyone had their SLRs. SLRs were just a thing that we had talked about on Slamfire and Calgary yep. Shooting Center promoted. Like no one even had them yet when they were selling these lower parts kits. So we're, we're months and months away from them selling builds. So I go on the SLR builders Facebook page and I'm like, who makes the parts in your parts kit? And they reply, Oh, we do. Oh, you're manufacturing air 15 hammers and triggers. Now I didn't know that. I don't think you are who makes them. 
Well, we do. No, no, you're packaging them. Who makes them? And uh, I ended up having my posts deleted. Rather than say, well, these are Norinco parts or these are like, I wanted to know, is your lower parts kit made up of DPMS parts, Norinco parts, down defense parts? I, I want to know the quality of the parts that are in these kits. Mm-hmm. Who's making these parts? Oh, we are. No, but you're not. Just tell me who's making them. And they wouldn't, of course. And then they started to delete my posts. So I was like, yeah, screw you guys. And uh, I, I was done with them then. And then it's been horror story after horror story ever since. Yeah. What I've heard is uh, people who had pre-ordered uh, the, uh, it was the Maccabees, right? Yeah, the Maccabees yep. that yes. uh, uh, weren't getting them. And uh, yep. the payments had been made and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Mm. So, I don't think it's a life lesson, though. Just sue them. Just go to small claims court, take your stuff. Like this is under $5,000. So in most places you can just take them to small claims court and say, uh, these guys were supposed to do X amount of dollars of stuff to this. Uh, they didn't. And I want my money, I want my money back. And that's what small claims is for. You're not wrong. There you go. Six in the afternoon. Yep. What do you got to lose? You're not going to get any further behind. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just the just the the thought that they have to take the time to go to court, it's not worth their time. They may come up with your cash. Yeah, yeah, and then you don't have to deal with it. Yeah, there you go. Take them to court. Small claims. Small claims is yes. not real court. It's like you right. show, you roll in, you bring your paperwork and your case, and uh, it's quick. Yep. Yep. Cool. All right. Next one here is from <coughs> Mike. Dear Samfire, I hear Canuck, uh, I hear Kelly has a Canuck case she wants to decorate. I have something to donate to the cause and was wondering if there was somewhere I can send it to. I hope not to weird you guys out and think I'm stalking you guys or something. Even if you guys devise a spy-like mail drop to get it there with impunity, I would like to get these to Kelly to artfully decorate the case. Anyway, keep up the meteor, mediocre amount of work you put in. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure he, how... T- he gets us. Yeah. He gets us. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure how to end this email. Run your gun, wet or dry, but be sure to run your gun. Yours with insults. Mike from the southeast of the west. I love it. Okay, it's Nanook case, not Canuck case, but also... I'll send an email with my address and don't yeah, do it. Don't give I, out your address to a listener. Don't do, I, don't, I don't you do it. I, you need a PO box. I don't have a PO box. <laughs> go get one. It involves walking. You got to adult. You got to do adult things. You got to go to adult places. You got to use adult language. Well, listen. Don't bring me, but go to the post office and say, "Yeah, don't I need bring you. Box. You're not yeah. an adult." That's what. Jesus Christ. I don't have the crayons or the time for this shit. You, sh- you know, for the amount of risky packages you get, Trevor, you should have a P.O. box. Yeah, they I... all come from you, Doucet. <laughs> but there's a wrapping paper out there that says, this package contains a huge dildo. And Stephen Casey promised that he was going to send me an empty oh, box. Oh, God. You know what? Dan, Dan Grady's watching this. He's going to be sending you packages now. And Stephen is the one that sent me the bag of Richards, right? Yeah, no, it, you actually got them also from Dan Grady. Oh, those were those the uh, this uh, the the, the, the glitter ones or the gummy ones? The gummies. Did I get two bags of dicks? 
Yes, you did. Oh, I only remember Stevens. It must have been bigger. <laughs> it hurt more because it was the first one. I'll, I'll get you. Hey, you know what? I'll send you Trevor's address because I'll be going down there in the summer. No, just there, kidding. There you go. Anything comes here, I keep. That's a, that's no. the safe drop house. It's Trevor's place. Yeah. That's where you send place. all the risky stuff. Yeah. My postal worker already hates me. Go for it. Mike, thank you. Sweet. Uh, if you'd like to email the show, send an email over to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, podcast app reviews, there are none, but if you guys would like to, head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or Podcaster or Podcatcher or Podbean or whatever pod thingy app you got and give it the five stars so that the people can find it and can whatnot. Can you do that on Spotify? You can't do know. that on Spotify. You can't give reviews on Spotify. I think really? if, if you've dumb. got it connected to like a... Uh, a Google or an Amazon or something like that. You just yell at it to say, "Give these guys, give Slamfire five stars." And I'm pretty sure. Dairy, dairy. Yeah. Give Slamfire five stars. D- yeah, just do that. I'm sure that you just saying that will also work. Actually, since most people are probably listening to these, I wonder how many. Uh, uh, hey Alexa, give Slamfire five stars. Hey Google, give Slamfire five stars. There now, anyone listening to this, their all their devices are just going nuts. <laughs> Amazing. Was that evil? Was that evil? Yes. No, good. that was brilliant. It was good. How many of mine are going nuts right now? Stick it to the man. <laughs> so I'm in. Uh, I'm in um, Spotify looking at Slamfire, and I do not see a mechanism in place for reviews. Mm. So just listen mm. to us on that silently, I guess. Yes. You could just give us a thumbs us. up as you're listening. Yeah, email us. You could email just with the thumb going. No, up. no more thumbs up. No more we had up. thumbs up and whale flippers and walrus oh, penises. Oh yeah, I remember that. No, don't do that. I hate that. I, I hated adding those to the to the show notes. Keeping track of everything. Oh yeah, horrible. Uh, shoutouts, Kelly. I have a bunch. So I have to Brian Romich. He's the uh, president of the Winnipeg um, Revolver and Pistol Club. I wanted to give a shout out to him because he sent me a whole bunch of stuff from his company, Tough Duck. So I got a toque, which I'm going to be wearing maybe on the next podcast. I got a trucker hat. I love this one. I got a new t-shirt, the igloo one. Um, but the duck is this t-shirt. He's sending me that one as well, but I am um, really excited. I get to try all kinds of new clothes and, and, but Bren, Bren is fantastic. One of my favorite people ever. Uh, Christina Kyle from uh, Coshocton, Ohio. She actually is somebody that I met at an apple seed down there. She's also a rifleman. I got, it was Christmas today, like five minutes before the show. I got the stuff from Bren. But in my mailbox, she sent me Wonder Woman stuff. Like, I got bandanas. She also got them, too, because she's a Wonder Woman, too. So I wanted to give a shout-out to Christina Kyle from Coshocton and uh, say thank you very, very much. I sent her a little message to, to say thank you. She's she's a, a really, really nice lady. She's also a rifle woman, too. Um, so I just wanted to say thank you to those guys. So thanks. And, oh, yeah, Tough Duck, go and buy some of their stuff because it's a Canadian company, and they have some really quality stuff. So, yeah, that's it. Very cool. For me. Uh, I want to give one to all the... ROs that helped with uh, with our three gun season this year because I, like I, I I put on this last match here in December in December and everyone's like oh thank you Adriel thank you Adriel I was like I didn't do any more work than those ROs did so uh, thanks to those guys to uh, to helping 
pitch in and, and help it help us uh, run a, a really great three gun season. Trevor, do you have any? It says, uh, yeah, it says you don't, you, so I should just move yeah. down. But we can move forward because he didn't yeah. put anything in there. So. And, that, and that's a rule. You could have skipped me. I wouldn't have said boo. I would have just <laughs> rolled with it. But he was considerate enough to ask just in case. And yes, my shout out is to the um, the crew of volunteers at the Rescue Gun Club who attended the um, after meeting, if you will, um, to uh, discuss all of those things that we discussed and, and started to plan the nationals. My other shout out is to the Ipsic community that is uh, a little heartbroken that SummerSlam won't happen for the first time in 12 years, 13 yeah. years. We've had 13 years of SummerSlam plus one year off for nationals. So we're breaking a streak. Um, I said before that it was, the, you know, how many other clubs can say that they've had 13 level three matches, but I was since I've since learned that SummerSlam was not always a level three. I don't know when it received level three sanctioning, but all 13 were not level three. But regardless, you know, there have been, uh, well, I got in for six and six was a three. So that's, you know, it's been going a long time. And uh, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to not have one. It's weird to not have one. And to but, know you're not having one. Yeah. Are you almost, is it almost like a, okay, it's sad, but at the same time, is it kind of almost like a relief that you don't huge have Huge relief, Kelly, huge relief, because we, I can just focus on getting the range recertified. Um, you and I have a trip to Newfoundland plan with some people. I can go there guilt-free. I won't have to go to Newfoundland thinking, oh, the boys are back home working. And they're still going to be working because we're still on the range Your recertification thing. Recertification, yeah. But... It's not the added pressure of recertification plus SummerSlam, right? So yeah, yeah. Road trip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, our, you need to get on that whole thing about the Cabot Trail. You know that's not in Newfoundland, right? That's actually in Cape Breton. No, I'm talking about the Cape Breton. You know the off grid whatever. We're going to Cape Breton, true? We're going to the off grid pub thing. Are we guy. going to that? It's called Ironworks. I didn't know we were going to that too. Okay, we're going. Whatever you get say. Get on it. I'm in. I'll get on it. It's done. Done deal. <laughs> Kelly, oh, Kelly, you just need to say that there's uh, uh, there's some old pirate treasure uh, near that. Oh, and, yeah. And you'll get all the motivation pi- you need to out of Trevor. There's pirate treasure. Hey, you'll be able maybe. to pull a, and a, sword and a Roman out of sword, the yeah. stone. <laughs> hey, maybe I canceled Summer Songs. I know something you guys don't. <gasps> oh, maybe. Like- maybe I can't be in two places at once. Oh. <gasps> uh... And that includes Newfoundland. Are you going to be on TV? <clears throat> what? Okay. Like discovery no, or something in prison. Like History. I'm totally History joshing. Show. I'm totally joshing. I was offered a spot in uh, the fall, but obviously I couldn't go because I was at work. And I did tell the guy, talk to me in June. If there's a spot in June, I'll go. But No, he's supposed to talk to you in May. So for June. Yeah, that's right. But I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I, yes, you can. Oh, I would. I would. It's once in a lifetime. I know, but I got other commitments to other people and stuff. Well, my childhood dreams don't matter, Kelly. And stuff. Yes, they do. Oh, the the gun community matters. That's where I belong. Yeah, gun community doesn't matter for us. I will forget all you bitches' names. So fast. <laughs> It's like I never knew any of you fools. I will like leave you all behind in a wake of laughter. Yeah, that's okay. And pirate treasure. And pirate yeah. treasure. It yeah. wasn't pirates, by the booty. way, but 
It's not yeah. called treasure. Pirates it's called booty. booty. Yes, thank you, Kelly. I need to no, learn like these technical terms. Booty, but. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, Patreons, if uh, if you'd like to help us put on the show, head on over to patreon.com slash slamfire radio. Oh, so overdue. For a Patreon episode. Yes. We'll we miss November find, altogether. Find someone in the comments section of there and just be like, yo. Uh, I'm going to give up asking. I don't think the model of inviting a Patreon on to, to, I think that model has not been successful. I think it's time to find a new model for Patreon. Yeah. I think we have to get like a big ticket guest, uh, a major player in the firearms community. Somebody like way cooler than we are. Mm-hmm. Um, that will make people want to subscribe. So Keanu Reeves. That amazing. <laughs> yes, Kelly. Keanu Reeves. And we're going to do it from your house. Okay. There you go. So, all right, I got to yeah. pack of shit. I got to go to Nova Scotia after work tomorrow. It's 10 o'clock. It's way past my bedtime. I'm cranky and my back hurts. And- okay. Uh, yeah, so sign up for Patreon so that you can hear Trevor talk about how his back hurts. Uh, finally, if you uh, if you're gonna go buy something from Cabela's, anyways, go through our website and click that thing, and then buy it online, and we'll get a cut of it. Uh, please join our piece action. of the action. A piece of the action. Cabela's like slips us a, a crisp five dollar bill on the side. And they're like, you keep the change. Thanks for that slam fire. Uh, join a firearms association such as the CCFR. Check us out on Gun Owners of Canada. We have a thread over there where we post stuff. Likes on thread. Facebook. Like us on Facebook, we are up to 2,283 likes. We're up 55 likes this week. Right, and I got the likes and the followers straight this time, Kelly. I looked at it no less than three times. Am I picking the followers or am I picking the likes? Okay, it's this many people like your page, this many people follow your page. Why do we need okay. both? I'm going to go look. Because oh, it, it used to be the same me? thing. You insolent, premenopausal, <laughs> mid-century co-host. Really? Yeah, all right. I went away. Okay, Adriel, hang up because people don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, likes on Facebook. And uh, I don't know. Take some people shooting and enjoy your firearms that uh, might, may or may not get banned. And also look into the legal exportation of your property to America. Mm, America. And get oh, American friends. Not, not Vermont, though. Not Vermont. Live free or die? Why not Vermont? Wait. What, what was the other one? Virginia? Virginia. Virginia. It was Virginia, Virginia. That was the Second Amendment state. Come and take our guns out of our dead cold hands, they said. <sighs> we are at 2,283 likes. How much is Like the... I put in the show notes? <laughs> Thanks for checking, Mom. How much is the homeless children <laughs> one up to? Still like 14,000. Oh, my God. We've got to get, get on it. Pick, pick something lower. You know who's not liking the page? The homeless kids. You ever seen a homeless kid with an iPhone? No, so who's yeah, liking they, these pages? They all got. They all got. They go to the library. This is bots. This they is use bots. The computers there. Yeah, this yeah. is bots. Bots from China, mm-hmm. where you can also adopt children. Okay, mm-hmm. so we need to pick something a lower, you know, hanging fruit. Didn't oh. we beat a library once? Yeah, libraries are so last year. Dan says we got to do a wish list for Christmas for next week. Well, uh, next. Oh, you're right. Next week is the Christmas episode. Yes. Email us your Christmas wish list, a realistic item, and a the world is my oyster item. There are no laws. I can have a unicorn. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. All right. 
yeah. see everyone next week. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.